We are recording, and I'm Perfect. not going to stop it. And I'm just going to do a... Uh... You know what? I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. We don't typically do that, but why not? There's only three of us today. And... <laughs> Oh, Ottawa has to keep fun up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I was just looking at Ottawa too, and it didn't click. You know what? Podcast listeners, this is barely on topic, and if you couldn't tell from that amazing intro, we're talking about the NHL expansion draft coming in about one year. I am Nick Baggio. I guess I'm your host today. Um, quick side note, VA, she is doing well, but her uh, her poor dog, Julio, uh, passed away. Um, so, we, you know, we're all thinking of her, and I'm sure she'll be, uh, she'll be, you know, you never, you never really forget, but I'm sure she'll be, she'll be doing good soon. Anyway, so who else we got here today? Hello? Well, we got, we got me, Anthony, just chilling. And- Hanging out in New Hampshire. <laughs> and we got Tim here up in Maine um, doing the hockey gods work. There you go. So, yeah, it's just the three of us today. But you know what? Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, the boys hangout. Let's begin with our Bruins coming up for the... Uh, the NHL expansion draft, which of course is happening in one year, so let's talk about it right now. So, for the rules, uh, for listeners, if you don't know, this is what you can do: um, you can uh, protect. You got it. You can protect one goalie, three defensemen, and seven forwards, or just um, eight skaters. If you kind of wanted to pick, you know sacrifice some forwards and just protect an extra defenseman or two. Uh, also, some rules, if you have a no-movement clause, or uh, you have to honor that no-movement clause, um, so they have to be protected. So, let us begin. Um, oh, and a side note, Tuka Rask has a no trade uh, has a, has a no movement clause, but at, I think starting next year it becomes a no trade. So he would be eligible to be, uh, if the Bruins so desired, they could actually leave him exposed. Let me uh, look into that because I don't think that's true. I'm looking at the Fanager. Hold on. No, it is a no a no trade. It does move. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So. They could leave him unprotected if they so desire. Yeah, um, no movement clause through the 2016-2017 season, which it de- I guess depends on what they'll put uh, for the draft. Who Yo. are you protecting uh, on? As if the hypothetical situation, the draft is happening tomorrow. Who are you protecting on the Bruins? So I'm protecting Marshan and Pasta. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate, that's not no questions asked. Um, I'm going to protect Tory Krug and Colin Miller to round out my three three defensemen. I don't think they're going to keep a fourth. The only one I could think that they would would maybe be Joe Morrow, but uh, just yeah, or maybe even depending on what he ha- has for a uh, you know for an AHL season, Linus Aronson, but I doubt it. Right. Um. So I think they're only going to protect three D. And my two wild cards that I wasn't sure about, I'm going to go with Bolesky and Spooner. Mm. Despite the fact that I got a, I got a feeling that Spooner is going to be traded come the, maybe the trade deadline next year during the season for either defensive depth or better wingers. Um, I think it's going to be a cap saving move moving into the 2017, 2018 season. Gotcha. Well, I got, um, we actually agree completely on, on defense, and uh, I should go back. I feel bad. I'm all over the place today. The um, If we go by the rules that the draft is happening tomorrow, the players the Bruins must protect due to mo- no movement clauses are forwards David Craigie, Practice Bergeron, and David Backus, defenseman Zdeno Chara, and goalie Tuka Rask. Those players must be protected due to no movement clauses if the expansion draft happens tomorrow. So that would round it up. 
so I definitely think that I I, I pretty much have the same people um, being saved. I think Krug and Miller definitely get um, protected. I think they're the only uh, two defensemen worth protecting beyond having to have Chara protected. As far as the forwards go, Marshan and uh, Pasta are no-brainers to me, and I struggled with the last two. As long as Spooner's still here, I think he's protected, and um, I think Bolesky does get protected just because he was he played very well for him this past year, and that contract's really not that bad at all with how he's played. No, it's, it's a good contract, and if you don't protect Matt Bolesky, you're looking at some serious hurt on your left wing side. Despite you know we lost Louis, which does suck and everything, but he was predominantly playing as a left winger. You bring in David Backus, who, when he's not playing center, is playing on the right side. You need to keep something on the left. Well, now, you go after maybe VC. That kind of changes things up. But we're talking about the draft happening tomorrow, and I just I don't see them protecting anyone else. Now the draft is happening tomorrow, gentlemen. But I got my mind in the future. So let me tell you who I protected. Uh, we all in agreement on defense. I again, you got to protect Chara. I'm also protecting Krug and Miller. Uh, Colin Miller. Uh, uh, and, Kevin! Kevin! Um, yeah, we have we have Kevin uh, Miller and Adam McQuaid. They're both the same type of defenseman. Our get my if uh, they're gonna pick a defenseman from us, my guess is they pick one of those. We still have another one. We're in good shape. Um, Krug and Miller, I think they're something special. So let's protect them. For our forwards, of course, picking uh, uh, Marsh. He's too good. He's probably our best winger you protect the man uh you you protect pasta he's going to be our best winger in a few years now for the last two um i am picking spooner and in my omg hot takes pick seth griffith really yes so okay. I'm, Explain. I'm i'm leaving Bolesky, hayes and then basically some fourth liners uh, exposed, which most people would argue Jimmy Hayes is a fourth liner as well. So why did I leave Bolesky exposed? Because um, I do think we'll win the Jimmy VC sweepstakes, um, which actually then puts a logjam in at left wing. And like I said, I'm thinking about towards the future, and I'm thinking about the dump trucks of money we're going to have to give Brad to make him stay in Boston. We're going to have to shed some salary. Um, Getting Bolesky picked, though it is a very, very nice contract, I'll be sad to see him go. Uh, seeing that 3.8 disappear off the books that we can then give to uh, Brad, we have to do it. We have to do it. Not to mention, we're keeping Spooner. He's going to need a new contract, too. And hopefully, uh, we can then shred some, contra uh, some contracts elsewhere, because we're still having cap issues. Um once you sign Brad and Ryan Spooner to longer-term deals. Not to mention Pasta. He's going to be, be resigned too. So we need a shed salary. Bolesky, you got to go. That's my reasoning. It's good, it's good logic. It's good logic. Is it correct? I don't know. It seems good. To, it made me feel fancy. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah. it's something I hadn't considered, despite, you know, despite this draft happening tomorrow. I had not considered a futuristic-type move based on itself, but that's why Sweeney's playing checkers, and we're playing, I don't know, something else. I yeah, totally yeah. screwed up the expression, so. Yeah, we're we're playing... Playing Connect 4? Yeah, we're playing Connect 4, <laughs> which I still lose in that game, so do not take my opinion as fact. But, uh, now it does, my hot take opinion does assume we get Jimmy Vesey. Which is a roll of the dice because we don't know what's going to happen till like I assume August sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Or yeah, because I think they have up until the fifteenth to sign him. So the sixteenth, I guess, yeah, is when he becomes he... UFA on the fifteenth. Oh, on the fifteenth. Okay. On the fifteenth at noon, I believe. Yeah. So late that Those afternoon. Yeah, l late that afternoon. Set it on your Google Calendar. Another reason why I think. Bolesky leaving him exposed is a good thing. Because, well, I, we all picked, I think, Tuca, because we had to in, in this no-movement clause situation. Um, 
to be protected, which would leave Anton Hudobin and Malcolm Subban as unprotected goalies. Uh, despite Subban only playing one NHL game, he will have two years of professional experience, which will leave him as an uh, which would leave him eligible to be picked up in the expansion. So you leave Bolesky exposed. I think he is a juicier pick rather than Hudobin or Subban. So it keeps our uh, goalie depth pool stacked. Yeah, and if you're George McPhee. You know, Malcolm Subban's you know, a terrific athlete. People have high respect for him as a professional and as a player. But he's still so raw. Do you, I mean, do you, do you look at, on the other markets? Let me do a little digging here. I mean, you know Dallas is going to do everything in their power to not protect either Kerry Letton or, or Niemi. Yeah. So they're not. They're, they're available. Uh, um, some guy named... Maybe they go for, you know, a more experienced goaltender... And then kind of double back yeah. for Malcolm Subban. I mean, that's a that's a gamble for a brand new team. Yeah. Um, well, I, I honestly think, because um, if it were if the draft were to happen today, uh, Pittsburgh has to protect um, Mark Andre Fleury. Um, so I think that they would take Matt Murray. If I was an interesting. Idiot, that's a bummer. I can see why Flurry. I can see why the Penguins really, really want to get rid of Flurry because if you leave Matt Murray exposed, you take him. That's just me. Um, also, too, uh, have you guys seen the uh, the cap space the <laughs> the Penguins have? Let me tell you, it's negative two million dollars. So they're, they're hurting. Yeah, they're over. Yeah, Man. over by two point two nine. But they've got some um, long-term IR availability in, I think, Pascal Dupuis. This is true. Um, or is it somebody else? No, it's, it's Dupuis. Dupuis. With his uh, blood clots. You still yeah. have to be under the cap the day of the start of the NHL season. And you can't use long-term injury reserve until after the first day. True, true. So, I mean, they probably can do some fancy um, AHL demotions and stuff like that. But still... You need to move Mark Andre Fleury, so uh, yeah, because he does have a new mo- no uh, movement clause for the remainder of his contract. Next three years. Yeah, and you take a, the Stanley Cup winning Matt Murray with a awesome, awesome deal. So I, I just don't. I, I think people are playing the Malcolm Subban card a bit too much, even if he is left. Uh, he's going to be left. Uh, unprotected, no matter really how you slice or dice it. I still don't think he's that juicy of a pick um, for Las Vegas. Here's the thing, though. Um, Yeah, yeah, there are maybe goalies that could be better available, but who else, if if you're Las Vegas, who else on the Bruins roster are you choosing? Well, I, I, well, in my previous argument, I, I think you go Bolesky. And you could, the only reason why I can maybe see uh, McPhee going with Subban is he's, he's, he would be the third goaltender, and he would be your top goaltending prospect. So maybe you can go with an older, more expensive goalie in the draft. Um, who's, you know, maybe his contract expires in a few years. Maybe someone like uh, Luongo. Uh, Possibly Yaroslav Halak. Halak, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, players out there. Um, Jimmy Howard. uh I mean, like it, the, or hell, even depending on what happens with Ben Bishop down in uh, Tampa Bay, he could be left. Uh, Ooh, that's an interesting situation with Tampa. Yeah, I hadn't considered that because Valeski, whatever his name is, wow, there's a lot of V's and K's in that. Yep. Um, he just signed a brand new three million dollar deal, didn't he? Correct. He's not that much worse than Bishop, who's going to demand a lot of money. Um, and so do you just let Bishop? Go unprotected, and I, I uh, there's a lot of good goalies out there for for Las Vegas. Yeah, but realistically, Ooh, and Ben Bishop is, is uh, no movement. I thought his contract expires. It does expire, but it expires on July first. Ah, and the expansion draft. I know for our take right now, it's, it's tomorrow, tomorrow, but the expansion draft will likely be before the NHL entry level draft. 
at the end of the season. So there's so many possibilities. It's so yeah. exciting. Other the other thirty clubs have until the seventeenth of June in twenty seventeen to su- submit their protected list. Mm. With McPhee slated to announce his selections on the twenty first. There you go. Which then gives you two days, and then the entry level draft is the twenty third and twenty fourth that weekend. That's just, a huge week. I'm just not going to sleep that week. Now that's going to be fun. Well, so here's the thing, though. Yeah. If if you're if you're Las Vegas and you're taking Ben Bishop, you better guarantee that you can re-sign him. Yeah. To an extension, or else, then the taking him becomes uh, pointless. Mm-hmm. Although here's the thing, if I'm a hockey player, going yeah going to a new team. Got to move the family. Got to probably you probably won't make the playoffs your first or second year, but you're playing in Las Vegas. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean honestly, if a team comes to me and asks me, "Hey, will you waive your no movement clause for that?" Mm. Clearly, they don't want you anymore. Yeah, and I just wouldn't want to stay somewhere, regardless of anything, where I'm not. Or more importantly, they're looking to get out of the contract, and Las Vegas has come talking to them, yeah. saying, "Hey, yeah. we kind of we really like this guy. Do you want to maybe talk about it? If that's if that's even allowed, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of rules here, a lot of unknowns. I'm just happy our Bruins. I think they're in good shape. A lot of the players you would want to protect, um, that they can protect, and those young prospects." Or even NHL prospects that are uh, currently playing, like Vetrano, he he's a, he will be a, he's already exempt because he hasn't played enough in the NHL, and all of course all these recent draft picks are uh, exempt as well. Oh, I can't yeah. tell you how happy I was seeing that because it was a concern. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bruins have a lot of great talent coming up, uh, the likes of Sinitian, Debrusque, uh You say what you want about Zaboro, but. You know he's still there too, uh, Carlo Grizzlick, mm-hmm. uh, the whole the whole shebang. There's a lot of there's a lot of good youth coming that aren't quite there yet. So the fact that they're exempt is pretty terrific. Especially Frank the Tank, that because oh, yeah. yeah that's that's huge. And um, yeah, that a Tyberry over there, mm. a, Sierra, a cherry or whatever. Cherry yeah, as well. So that's another one that. I'd be happy to keep. And fans, if you want to really have fun with the expansion, go to General Fanager. They have an expansion mock draft tool. And what we're trying to do, like before we started this podcast, we're like, oh, let's try to assemble a team for Las Vegas. So what we are doing in one hour is what George McPhee has been hired and getting paid millions of dollars to do and given 15 months. And we're trying to do this in one hour. <laughs> um, it's, it's what most people would call fucking ridiculously difficult. Yeah, because I'm so bad at this. I, I've checked out the team that I came up with, and it is not. Yeah, I checked out the team too, and I'm um, nearly three million over the the cap. And I think if you're a new team, um, you want to be well under the cap. <laughs> well, see here. See, I I'm I'm in the total opposite. Yeah. Direction. I have twenty four point twenty nine point four million in cap space. Oh geez, let's combine our teams and get get a median here. I think we'll be in good shape. The only thing is, is I'm pretty sure I violated like a bunch of the rules because it says that you have to have twenty players mm-hmm. that are at least under contract for 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I don't have twenty players under contract for twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Yeah, like, I'm actually looking at my guys, like, uh, yeah, I think that a lot of guys who are just flat-out unrestricted free agents come that season. I'm like, well, that's not really good. My biggest move for Las Vegas is Carl Soderberg ends up in Las Vegas. Oh, For me, it's, um, I, Jay, uh, Boomweister. Oh, okay. Because I think the, the Blues will need some more space, and you leave Boomweister an overpaid but still very good defenseman. Yeah, you pick him up. I have uh, Ryan McDonough over in Vegas. Um, and just to, to I kind of say F you to Dallas, I had 
I had none of Dallas's goalies going to Las Vegas. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I had, I, I had Las Vegas taking Antoine Russell. Yeah. No, there's just better. Uh, there'll be better options out there, assuming you kind of these higher-priced starters who have cheaper backups um, really do be like left unexposed. Like I cannot imagine uh, Detroit uh, selecting Jimmy Howard. He's an expensive dude. As far as goalies are concerned, I had I had Las Vegas selecting four goalies, and none of them were the expensive. Anything. So I just posted a link from the hockey writers regarding a mock draft expansion, and we'll link this on yeah. on the Twitter feed so the listeners you can check it out when this episode is posted. And it's really surprising to me to see Colin Miller exposed on this list. Yeah, like, the- and Adam McQuaid being protected. No way. Yeah. I mean, no way. No way. Why would you protect a bottom a bottom pairing defenseman? That's insane. Unless I, they have to expose Miller, but I don't, I don't know why they would. I don't, I don't see it either. Yeah, they um, expose Subban, uh, Colin Miller, Joe Morrow, Jimmy Hayes, and Seth Griffith, which, as I explained earlier, I would go with, um, I would keep Griffith and expose one of our, uh, you know, one of our other dudes. But no, I, 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 I can't possibly imagine why you would protect. Um, are, are, are basically our third pairing there yeah. uh, on D. Makes no sense to me. You want you want to get rid of one of those guys. Well, what's a good way to, ex- uh, I guess, increase the likelihood of one of those guys being picked? You you don't protect any of them. The hockey riders needs to hire me. They need to hire us. And they have, yeah, they have Malcolm being picked anyway. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. hilarious thing here. Yeah. Looking at the Canadians one, because fuck the Habs. Mm-hmm. Uh... Exposed, Markov, Dearnay, Babrio, and Radulov. Also included in that list, Thomas Bukanic. Mm-hmm. No way. No way is Thomas Bukanic exposed. Okay, no, it's funny. No. On, on my list, I had him exposed as well. Really? Yes. I, just, I don't see it. <laughs> We're I gonna, don't see it. This is the end of Barely on Topic. We're going to get in an argument uh, about how the Habs will or will not Exposed Thomas Placanic. My reasoning, he's good, but not six million good. Florida also has Reimer exposed instead of Luongo. Yeah, I mean, flip a coin. I mean, the, there's a reason why they, they I think, went with Reimer. Because uh, it gives you options on who you're going to, in my opinion, who you're going to lose. I, I think one of those guys gets picked. They also didn't have Nino Niederer protected by the Wild, and I think he does get protected by the Wild. Um, speaking of Nito Ninerider, isn't he a Pokemon? He might be. Yeah. I, I think, think so. I think it's, or is it, am I thinking of Nidoran? Or Nidoran? It's, oh, oh there's Nidoran. Yeah. Nidorana, Nidorana. You run their ob- evolves into uh, Nito Ninerider. <laughs> I have two of them. I don't know what they are. If the app wasn't being stupid, I could tell you. Anthony, do you play Pokemon Go? I don't. Do you go, man? Do you go? You don't go? I don't go, but I do like the series. Do like the games. Oh, in fact, I still have an emulator on my phone for Fire and I think Emerald because I could trade with myself in it. Oh, I have so many friends. Yes, Nido, Nido Reno, and Nido Reno. I think they will be left unprotected by Pokemon Go in the upcoming NHL expansion draft. I think so. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I've got them pretty high right now. <laughs> here's the thing. Right there. Okay, here's the question, guys. Are we going to protect Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur? You can only protect two. Who are you leaving unprotected? Go. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving Bulbasaur unprotected. That dude, I hate him. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, for for your starter, if you're if you're just like grinding your way through some of the original games, he's your best bet to get through like what, the first three gyms. That's correct. Oh. So ah, oh. uh, that's why you know I mean, what you do. You catch others <laughs> and build up others as well. Okay, well, you're going to Pallet Town to what Vermilion City, I think. 
What's yeah. the what's the first gym? The rock. What do you, what can you what can you pat what can you catch? You can catch a ratata and a pigeon. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Or, or fly that shit. Fly that pigeon. No. <laughs> Come on. Alright. It's, 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 again, I'm gonna I'm the host, so I'm supposed to make you guy supposed to make your brains churn. If we're playing within the realms of red and blue, yeah. I'm leaving Bulbasaur exposed, but in Poke, uh, excuse me, I'm leaving uh, Charmander exposed. But in Pokemon Go, I've run into a few Bulbasaurs already. They don't seem to me to be all that rare. I'm exposing Bulbasaur in uh, under the Go expansion draft format. But if we're going Red and Blue expansion draft format, I'm um, I'm exp uh, exposing Charmander. He's a flashy pick, but overrated, guys. I'm sorry. See, here's the thing. <laughs> Zach Hamill. I haven't yes. actually. Oh shit, Pidgey. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't actually. I haven't actually seen a starter Pokemon since the beginning. Uh, I've 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 caught three Bulbasaurs. I haven't seen any Squirtles, and I've uh, a Charmander came up on my you know my. He was in my area, yeah. but I couldn't catch him. See, that's the thing. I've had one Squirtle come in my area, and I never even, like, found it. I don't know where the hell it went. There was and a, then there was a I Cider. Also, I have I have a Charmander. That was the only time I ever saw it was when you first start the game. And now I'm playing, and now... Fun fact. I don't mm -hmm. know if you knew this, Nick. Yes. If you're just chilling, yeah. and you have it open, yeah. if you put it upside down when it's on um, power saver mode, mm -hmm. it just chills open. If you keep your... Oh! On it just chills open and it'll beep at you anytime there's a Pokemon app coming up. So some what I've been doing the last couple of days is if I'm just sitting doing nothing, I'll throw an incense on, I'll put it upside down. Nice. Yeah. This that's a very handy trick. Th that actually, out of everything we've said today, that by far is the most intelligent piece of knowledge you can take to your mama and get a cookie for. <laughs> That's what I've been I doing. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't either. Like I just caught a sparrow while I was on, barely on top because it, it did that. Sparrow evolves into Firo, who I gotta say, not as good as I was hoping. I have a Venonat, an mm. Oddish, and a Weeping Bell in my area. Oh. There was a Scyther in my uh, neighborhood earlier today. But he popped up while I was watching a movie with my uh, significant other, and we actually had a small debate. Do we pause the movie to find this either, uh, or do we just continue the flow of the movie? It's a really good movie. Um, what do we do? We decided to continue watching the movie. And then we're like, then we'll go find it. By the time the movie was over, he was gone. It was a good movie, though. We watched Room, not to be confused with The Room. They're very different movies. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to power up my Jolteon. Boom. Power up. Yes. Boom. That's... That was very nice. So, we are barely on topic. And we are no different from any other Bruins podcast. We have the Pokemon Go fever as well. We do. Yeah. I know the I'm guys... I'm 11. Um... I'm I'm a very very weak level twelve. Like there's there's seven year olds that are level three that are beating me. Oh get Ouch. it. Yeah. Um, I know the guys at Days of Yore are all into it too. Like they had a podcast that that was supposed to be about the Bruins. Then they realized crap we have nothing to talk about. They talked about Pokemon Go and I was listening to this. I'm like hmm. When we record our podcast in a week, the exact same thing will happen. Yeah. Big shouts to Days of Yore for. Giving us a bone and saying they're or yeah. we're pretty awesome people. So props to you, Daisy Yor. Yeah, I, I I've been followed by Narragansett Beer. I've had uh, John Buchagross from ESPN tweet at me, but none of the none of those oh, felt. I, it was actually kind of cool, um, but none of that felt as good as when Days of Yor said, "We like you. You guys are cool." Like, you know what? Another people in the biz liking us feels good. That's feel good. Um, are we done with the expansion? Uh, I got one question. 
Okay. First, before we before we end this, go for who's it. Who's the? What's the bad contract? George Bixby is going to grab. I would say. Ooh. See, here's the thing about bad contracts. Bad contracts usually have no movement clause uh, associated with them. So mm-hmm. you look at New York Rangers, all these fans are like, oh my god, I don't know why these Ranger fans sound like they're from New England, but get rid of Girardi or whoever, like basically everyone on defense. And that can't happen because they all can't be moved. Um, so I, I say I'm going back to Jimmy Howard. Interesting, interesting. Tim, what do you think? I or Rick Nash. Ooh, Rick Nash. The one that I say that they do <laughs> is gonna be Ryan. I'm gonna go Ryan McDonough. I think he's. Is he? I think. See that. That's a rat. That's a rat. If I've ever heard one. Um, well, it's a flying rat. It's a Zubat. Oh, it's a flying rat? Never mind. I get they all sound the same to me. I think Ryan McDonough's got the no movement, though. No, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't? Only Saul and Girardi do. Girardi. Girardi's the extremely bad one. Girardi's so terrible. Yeah. So, we should actually change the... You should change the question. Who from... (laughs) The Rangers would be picked? (laughs) There's so many bad contracts on that team. Like... According them. to the hockey writers, this one mock draft I've looked at, mm. their pick is Kevin Klein, which is solid. Not bad at all. <laughs> a solid move from them. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a goaltender. Mm. And, you know, it might be uh, Colorado's Varlamov and his $5.9 million contract. Mm-hmm. Now the question with that is is how long does that contract run? Yeah. That's a that's a big deal. It's a big contract. But so yeah, I, think, I do I do think it's gonna be a goaltender. That's gonna be the bad contract. It's gonna be tough to get out of. Yeah, I mean this is your chance. See the what I what I like about the Bruins, um, their two worst contracts in my opinion, at this point, are Chara and um, David Packus. But uh, which those really aren't that bad. There's so many other teams that just assume, like, or I should say, there's so many other fans of other teams that just assume in this upcoming draft, all the problems will be solved. Like, dude, this new team can only take in so many bad contracts. Most likely, only one or two. But yeah, and they're gonna, they're going to do everything possible to use those bad contracts to reach the floor, as mm-hmm. opposed to taking on extra money. Right. They're going to be short-term deals. I don't think the Bacchus one is worse than the uh, Krejci one. Ooh. I'm not liking the David Krejci contract right now. But also, that my, you know the view on that could change the minute he comes back from hip surgery and he lights it up again. That's true. And as bad as David Krejci has been, he's like he's still solid. I can, I can think of worse situations. Yeah. I just don't like... Bacchus, 32 years old, and you're paying him that much money for that long. Although it's the market, we needed a really, really good right wing. Uh, you'll lose on Erickson, and he's probably the best you got. Like what Ludic he said in our last episode, his, you know, he brings some intangibles, but he also brings a lot of, uh, a lot of versatility, and that's big. That's real big. Because now with Krejci likely going to miss some time at the beginning of the year, you've got a number one center mm-hmm. in David Bacchus. Or Ryan Spooner, but yeah, I mean you've, you've got you've got a ton of flexibility. Yeah, and that's that's big. Let's see. Crazy's worst season was uh, last season when he was kind of hobbled by injuries. So the the, the guy still regularly puts up sixty uh, something points. And in the lockout year, for the record, he had thirty three um, points, which isn't all that bad. Remember when he scored seventy three in two thousand nine? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 33 and 48 games still a .68 mm-hmm. uh, percentage, so you multiply that over to 82 games, and you're looking at 56 points. Yeah. That's a that's a decent season. I don't think it's 7.25 worthy. But no, I don't either. It's it's a good season. Okay, also, you... doesn't he have full no movement the entire life of the contract? Yeah. it's yeah, No. Wait, no? 2019-2020, in the 2019-2020 season... 
it becomes no trade. I don't know if it's modified or anything like that. So but no, it does, you, does change. Will it tell me? Yes. No movement through May 31st, 2019. Modified no trade from June 1st through June 30th, 2021, Ooh. when the contract expires. <laughs> what are you getting? Holy crap. What? So, this is the high, This is the second highest combat point one I've ever seen just pop up. It's a Clefairy, and it's already a combat 324. Yeah, they, you can catch some crazy things. Yesterday, I caught my highest one. I had a, a um, a Parasect, mm. and, and it was over 400. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, going, I wonder uh, how many other guys that we think might uh, be protected actually really won't become the draft due to the when their no movement expires. Such as Ben Bishop. Um, but I can't find when uh, the actual date is. But Anthony... Might be able to find that. Eh, no. We'll move on. You mentioned something about... In the, our pre-game. You mentioned something about uh, signing bonuses. Would you like to explain your feelings on signing bonuses? Yeah, there's a lot of signing bonuses going around right now during this offseason. And if you're following General Faniger on Twitter... Um, and, you know, some of your other sources and stuff like that, you'll see that a lot of these guys have major signing bonuses. I'm waiting for my Twitter to get up here and loaded so I can get the uh, actual piece I wanted because it's got, got some good stuff on it. This is a tweet from General Faniger. Highest percentage of contract paid and signing bonuses. Stamkos, 88.2%. Ryan O'Reilly. 86.7. Andrew Ladd, 81.8. Louis Erickson, 77.8. <laughs> David Clarkson, which is just just so great. Such a great contract. Well done, Toronto. 75.5. Oh. Jamie Benn at 73.7. Under buyouts, which I believe I've read somewhere else. I might be wrong. Someone correct me if I am. Um, the uh, signing bonuses on a buyout cannot be removed from either the contract or the cap hit. So they're still going to be paid those large amounts of money. Yeah, yeah. My concern is that come the new CBA in, what did I say, 2021? Mm-hmm. Nick, do you yes. remember? I think you said 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, our owner's going to go, well, you guys are making so much money from all these signing bonuses. Uh, we can't afford to pay you going into next season. We looking at a potential lockout? I think maybe it's you know chicken or egg. I think these players just are know the lockout is coming, so they're just trying to get all the money they can now, which then causes the issue of owners saying they're paying too much. So it's this weird back and forth thing. Um, as a, a NHL fans, I don't know why we've come to expect, oh, yep, the CBA is over, another lockout. Because it's been that way, you know, the last two times. And it looks like in five years we're going to happen again. And we should be angry. But I'm almost so badly beaten as an NHL fan. I'm just like, yeah, okay, so I'll probably just, like, follow baseball or something that year. I don't know. See, here's the thing, too, though, with the signing bonuses. Depending on how they break it up, because um, like in the NFL, sometimes what they do is they'll have the all of the bonus just up front with the contract. Mm. Sometimes they'll break it up over a certain amount each year. If you, if your bonus goes into effect, like say July first every year, you get that bonus automatically. You can have a team realistically, if you trade someone, get out of that bonus as well. Well, we kind of almost saw the. Uh, opposite happened with the uh, Bernier deal uh, or trade. So Toronto traded him after July 1st, um, which they paid him the signing bonus, and then they shipped him off to Anaheim, basically completing the um, Anderson uh, trade. So teams, the rich teams, of course, you know, 
can can pay out these bonuses all the time, but I, all these other teams, I guess not. I, I, I think, Anthony, I guess go back to your question, are these signing bonuses maybe will contribute to the next lockout? I think it might contribute, but I think it's more of a sign of that the players know this lockout is coming. Yeah. That, that's, that's the sound the players are making when all the way to the bank. Yeah, because I'm looking at a tweet, mm-hmm. again, from General Faniger, and if you're not following them, you absolutely should. They do a wonderful job um, uh, re- breaking down Jamie Benn's new contract. It's eight years at $9.5 million per on a cap hit. Actually, Full no movement, which is just insane. And 56 of $76 million are paid in signing bonuses. The first four years of his contract, $8 million is a signing bonus. Whoa! Wow. I, I tell you what, though. I, when he gets his paycheck, he probably still waits for that to, uh, to clear every July 1st, just in case. It's like, okay, so here's my next year's salary, basically in one check. Let's, let's hold off on buying groceries this week, dear. Let's just make sure this clears. <laughs> well, the other thing that bonuses can do is they can come back to bite you um, in terms of how long you're playing, like he's paying the player, like yeah. you said. Bobby Bonilla, who played baseball way back when, is still collecting $1 million a year from the New York Mets. And he hasn't played in, like, over 10 years. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And just the way they deferred his contract, they're like, we'll defer it for you. And you can get it, you know, in June each year. It's up until, like, 2020, maybe. And so he, the last, he hasn't even been playing, but he's been collecting a million bucks every year. It's better than the lottery. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, if I was a player, I would do that. Fuck. See, I wonder. Um, Rick DiPietro still says hi. Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> contracts. <laughs> hey, guys! I. <laughs> I wonder if after the snick I mean again we got a few years let's not try to be too depressing I do think the lockout will happen but we get we got we got a few years ahead of us to enjoy some good hockey but I wonder if the NHL will finally I don't know get with the times and start modeling their cap after all the other leagues cuz this hard cap really punishes the good teams um, I hate Chicago but Chicago because they're so good should not be forced to just make these blunt, bloody cuts from their roster. I, I just don't think, as, as much as I hate them, I just don't think it's fair. I mean, let the good teams who make good money from their success on the ice be rewarded for it. Set up some sort of tax, luxury tax system. I disagree here's, with you on that. Uh, here's, here's the thing with that, though. Mm-hmm. Um... The Major League Baseball has the luxury tax system. They don't have um, they don't have a cap. Mm-hmm. They just have the luxury tax. So basically, as long as you have the money, you're able to spend it. That's what they that's what they do. Now the thing that does is you have teams that are going to spend you know, over $250 million a year to try to put a roster together. And you have teams that are going to spend $30 million a year trying to put together a roster. And then they collect that money from the um, overage, from the luxury tax, and then they just pocket it. And I think you'll see more people do that rather than not with that system. And baseball, I mean, baseball has a lot of parity. And recently we've seen that you don't need to have a huge uh, roster um, to win, the Royals have proved it mo- most recently that you don't need to be paying the most. But there are teams that it comes back to bite them. They just don't have talent. They don't have the money. And I just don't know that going to that for hockey would be a good idea. Um, this this goes back a few years ago, but I saw a stat um, that I mean, this, this will kind of date it, but the Yankees just got a rod, gave him that huge deal, and they showed what you, how much money you could, what you could do with uh, a rod's money, and they compared it to the, uh, uh, 
the Devil Rays, and they noted that the Devil Rays starting lineup actually was paid less than Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, see? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it is. And so I don't necessarily think that that would be a good idea. Now, I believe in the NFL and in the um, NBA, they have more of a soft cap uh, where I'm not exactly sure how they work theirs. Um, maybe some type of soft cap system would work, but I just don't think that a luxury tax system is necessarily the best way to go with the NHL because I think you have a lot of people trying to pocket the luxury tax. Well, luxury tax, soft cap, I think the key thing is here, it's not a hard cap. I, I Actually, I, I'm going to credit the NHL. They are the first team, first league, to put a uh, big team in uh, in Las Vegas, we're trailblazers in that regard. Ah, uh, yeah. So, the, I I I would love to see what happens from here. Um, I'm sure the uh, NFL will follow shortly with the Raiders or the char uh, or the or putting the Raiders or the Chargers there. But let's actually give the NHL a little bit of props. For making a somewhat risky move, a trailblazer move, I don't think they've ever ever done that. It's uh, no, they've always been a safe league. Yeah, despite the fact that they're still sitting on flaws. Yes, uh, I mean, I, I I think Major League Baseball moves quicker than the NHL, and Major League Baseball loves you know tradition. I mean, well, even. Go for Major it. League Baseball has a minor league team in Las Vegas. Yeah. The Area 51s. Really? That's kind yes. of cool. Uh, Speaking of that, does Las Vegas get an AHL team moving into the 2017-2018 season? I thought about that because you have to have a farm team. <gasps> yeah. Bring back so the Portland Pirates right now. Do it. <laughs> Bring back the Portland Pirates to do that. Come on now. This is my, this is my plea. Bring back the Portland Pirates to be the AHL affiliate of Las Vegas. I don't care that it's thousands of miles away. <laughs> Do it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. And going back to um, a point Tim made. Now, I will say most of the uh, the best teams in the NHL typically spend up right up to the cap. Um, the Really, the only notable exceptions... Anaheim Ducks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. They, uh, I think we can agree, they're pretty good teams, usually Stanley Cup contenders, and uh, both those teams have eight and a half to nine million in cap space, while the top teams, well, Pittsburgh, they just won the freaking thing, are over. The Kings have about thirty thousand. The Sharks have less than a million. <laughs> the Kings have thirty thousand in cap space. Yes, <laughs> that roster stinks now. And uh, Montreal, uh, who did not make the playoffs last year, now have a uh, about a million and a half in cap. Um, which, ew. Ew, that's not good for them. That's great for us. Yeah. And uh, Detroit is also way up there in, uh, uh, in, in, uh, in cap. Oh, in, in, in spending. Granted, yep. the space between... Detroit and our Bruins is really only roughly three million dollars, uh, but we're right in the middle. We're right in the middle of uh, of uh, payroll, which is a far cry from what we were. <laughs> that shrill from Pokemon Go is terrifying each time. I'll, I feel like though, if I make a good point, you should reward me with that sound. Okay, <laughs> I told you they pop up. I, I I'm literally sitting here. And I just leave it upside down, and I leave my screen timed out. Um, I put my screen time out on 10 minutes, throw on an incense, and they just come running. I even used the lucky egg this time, so I'm getting double the XP over yeah, here. Not bad. I, yeah, I'm still having trouble signing in. Yay me. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? I feel like we should maybe end on, on some sort of note that we're competent. But I don't I'm, know what that would be. I'm not. So. Yeah. So I think the conclusion is we keep Charmander in the upcoming expansion draft. 
and that the lockout will be caused by a, an excessive amount of Pidgeys. So, yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Again, this is barely on topic. Uh, we have barely been on topic today, living up to the name. Uh, you can f listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course iTunes. People are still asking me, I tell you, I would listen to you if you're on iTunes. I'm like, well, obviously, uh, you haven't done your research because we are. Seriously, uh, we've been on iTunes since day one, people. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of fun. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter. Barely on topic. We can check us out on the Facebooks. We're barely on topic. We're not on Google Play. Okay, one person said I'll listen to you if you were on Google Play. We're not on Google Play. I'm working on it, guys. I didn't know anyone, I didn't know anyone actually used Google Play. Oh, my God. S sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Uh, do you guys use Google Play? Oh, Google I Plus? No, Google Play or Google Plus. I don't know. I use Google for email and calendar. It's great. I didn't. I don't have. Yeah, Google I don't Plus. know anyone who uses Google Plus for or Google Play. Exactly. I don't know anyone who uses Google Plus to begin with. But. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Google Play, interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's try to make that happen. Yeah. So this one listener can be happy. Yeah. Well, hey, actually, we're all about our listener. Except for this guy, but he won't know until we actually put this on Google Play. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I have Google Plus on my phone. There you go. I just never have signed up. I think if you're a Droid user, you probably use it a bit. But anyway, uh, I've really just alienated more people than I'm willing to admit. It's it's sarcasm, guys. I'm it's sarcasm. We're gonna get Google. Uh, yeah. We're gonna get on Google yeah. Play. We're gonna figure this out, and you're all gonna be happy. Yes. Even though you can't hear us because we're not on Google Play yet. Correct. <laughs> um. If you want to kind of hang out with us in a virtual world, a more real-time virtual world, more than Twitter or Facebook, you can go to bobby2bergie.com. Um, that's where we hang out. It's not really the Barely on Topic official hangout. It's just where we often hang out and discuss brewing topics and, uh, and other things. Sometimes yeah. food. Usually yeah. food. Team yep. not cilantro, because cilantro's gross. Yeah. Lately we've Cilantro, been talking... I'm good with cilantro. I like cilantro as well. I like yeah. it a lot, actually. You're all wrong. You you're, you're, you have a genetic um, mutation. I don't, I don't have the genetic thing for it. I just think it's like grass clippings. Now if you're... I want grass clippings, I'll just go into my freaking yard. Now, now I just think you're a freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so, we're talking about bagels a lot there, too. Which, me, as the bagel brewing... There's a great bagel war going on right now. Um, actually, went to the bagel shop down the street just because of that bagel war. Um, I don't know really what I'm getting at. Um, I'm kind of yeah, really... Check us out at Bobby DeBerge. Yeah. We do morning free associations where we just, just hang out, talk yeah. some hockey, talk some other stuff. We're a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, enjoy it. And uh, I don't know where else... I, I miss the NHL season because it actually gives me something to really talk about and ah guys help me out here or how do i end it how do we end it word word